Hello and welcome to Who Are You? A Babylon 5 Watchcast hosted by two friends who have gotten to know each other while rewatching favorite show from their childhood, Babylon 5. I'm Jafar. And I'm Laura. And I know it's only been two weeks for you, listener, but it's been over a month for Laura and I. Yeah. <laughs> you had a baby. Yeah, there was a little bit going on. It's true. <laughs> I think we recorded our last episode like the night before I was supposed to be induced, right? Yeah, that sounds right. And we were going to do two. And then I was like, man, I just got too much to do. I yeah. can't do this one. So I think it's worked out great, though, because we're coming back from a mm -hmm. month long break with a whole new season. Yeah. Whole new season of stuff. And yeah, there's been a lot that's gone on in between for me. Yeah. Well, like, How about you? I mean, stuff. My hair was very briefly blue. Sorry, I missed that. For two weeks. Yeah. I went to Space Dive in Detroit, which I totally would have talked about on pod if we were recording during then, which yeah. is a artistic theater troupe. They do lots of performance art stuff uh -huh. in the city. Basically rents out a warehouse downtown and turns it into the cantina from Star Wars. It's crazy. I saw your pictures about going to this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was there with Ben, who also I have to talk about a little bit from my month off of recording with you. But yeah, it was a great time. Yeah, just life, you know, nothing nothing too serious. Yeah. But uh, one of the things I did do with a lot of the extra free time from not recording about Babylon 5 for the last month was start a new podcast. Fantastic. Uh, I've almost started two new podcasts. I'm still working out the details, and we have to do a meet with Scott from Gray 17, but that okay. V podcast is probably happening. Right now, signs point to wow. yes. And then Ben and I, who's been on the pod before, and I know I've brought up a bunch, and he's very active in our Discord, are uh, podcasting again. We've been recording for about a month at this point. Uh, the new podcast is going to come out in a about three or four weeks up from now, I want to say. Okay. And the week we launch, he will be a guest with us on here. Mm -hmm. And so we'll talk about it then. But we are doing a another kind of watch along style podcast, but with a big twist. And it's a lot of fun. And okay. I'm really I'm really looking forward to it. It's been very interesting watching some of this TV show already. Do you um, have a name yet or you want to leave it like mystery? We have a name and I've got it registered and it's on pod trackers and stuff, but there's no episodes. So when you search for it, nothing shows up. Okay. Okay. We have our theme song, which is actually the thing I'm most excited about because uh, Jeremy Siegel is still not accepted by friend request. If you're looking for that status <laughs> well. update. And so I tasked Ben with getting our theme song. And as much as the great joke here would be is he sent a thread request to Jeremy Siegel, he accepted and got a theme from Jeremy. That what actually funny. happened was he, on a lark, reached out to a band we really like. And they're not oh, okay. a huge band, but they are like, they do touring cross country, and I think they've done international tours. They are a funk band called Ripe, and uh -huh. one of our favorite songs from them is called Goon Squad, and it's just like kind of like our little group, our friend group's little anthem. Uh -huh. And we reached out to them and we heard back from the CEO of their record label that we're <laughs> okay to use their song Goon Squad as the theme of our podcast as long as we don't make money and give the band a shout out. So uh -huh. very excited. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. You were I so productive. <laughs> 
I don't feel like I was productive. I think that people would tell me that I was productive. I've been productive. This I would month. say you've been productive. I mean, <laughs> like the... I'm keeping a tiny human alive. Some yeah, days that's it's a hard. big deal. <laughs> they, yeah, so babies um, don't. I mean, they they're a problem sometimes. You know, they've got a this. I know nothing about this, so it just is instantly terrifying to me. So yeah. why don't you talk about it? They have a lot of needs, and uh, you just kind of have to go down a checklist because you don't get to know exactly what they are, right? That, yeah. that they want at any given time. <laughs> but she's she's the most wonderful little baby. I know all mothers say that, but uh, mm-hmm. she's perfect. She is perfect in every way. Yeah. Um, we had to deal with some stuff in the first two weeks where she had some pretty severe lip and tongue ties in her mouth. And if you've never encountered this before, listener, don't feel like it's an obvious thing. But sometimes babies are born and they have like little extra tissue in their mouth where they can't eat (laughs) very well. And so we had to take her to a dentist and have her get a quick laser surgery on both of those and that was kind of hard but we we'd been through the same thing with my son so we knew exactly where we were looking at and uh it was much faster to get her in than to get him in and Mm -hmm. it's been a lot better since i think this week is like night and day difference like we're really turning around she's eating a lot better she's gaining the weight she's supposed to gain that's if you have kids and you uh went through like the drama of the pediatrician visits where they're going, Oh, she's not gaining enough weight. Like that's always a little bit fraught for mom because mom feels a lot of feelings about failure, (laughs) but she's doing so great. We're going to the pediatrician again tomorrow Mm -hmm. and hopefully she's back where she's supposed to be now. Yeah. But she's wonderful. She only cries if she needs something. She's not one of those babies that's just like screaming all the time for no reason. (laughs) (sighs) that's good to hear yeah that was my first baby so i was really like please 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 let me have one that's not just Mm -hmm. all the time (laughs) have you slept more than six hours in one stint sorry if that's a rough question no No? i have not (laughs) okay i figured eight would have been a pipe dream so i'd go for six but yeah yeah nope not even that much (laughs) okay four is about the most i'm getting right now Okay. Four four are, hours. You doing four in a couple times a day though? Or are you at least getting naps and stuff? Like yeah, lots of naps. I'll get like a four hour stretch in the night, and then maybe another two hour stretch, and then like a couple of naps during the day if I need more than okay. one nap. But yeah, but she she sleeps really good when she is asleep. Like she's not super fussy, and and even we've gotten to this point in the night where she'll wake up and she'll need to eat because baby's you know tiny stomach. They gotta fill yeah. that thing up all the time <laughs> but she'll go right back to sleep it's not like she wakes up and wants to party in the middle of the night yeah. <laughs> so that yeah, if i it. were to wake up and eat it'd be a nightmare that'd be that'd be it but i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad to hear that's not the case yeah no she she wakes up needs to eat and then she's like all right i'm good <laughs> goes back to sleep so that's about the best you can hope for so okay. we're really lucky all right well i'm glad everything's gone well mm-hmm you know, and I'm glad that we're back in the saddle. Me too. For season four of Babylon 5, we're starting off episode one, The Hour of the Wolf. Yeah. Such a dramatic title. It is. We get a finale recap. It's also an apt title given 
what what they talk about the hour of the wolf that's nothing good happens in the middle of the night right i i laughed very hard when we got to the description of the hour of the wolf yeah and ivanova's characterization that she's been living in it for seven days or whatever i was like girl same (laughs) exactly yeah i thought it was apt given your circumstance it's just a perfect episode to come back to Mm -hmm. we get a finale recap to our new theme with that season four drip love this season four theme it's my favorite of the five Mm -hmm. and there's no cold open i don't recall this happening in an episode of babylon five thus far yeah it's just all recap right Mm -hmm. i mean we get jakar talking about the sadness of ivanova and filling us in on where everybody's at yeah yeah it's just last time on it's nothing there's nothing new to be said but after this we do after the theme we do move over and we see ivanova's sleepless quarters uh as her alexa runs down her meeting list and i'm Mm -hmm. like i am never setting this up (laughs) (laughs) I, i know right i do have a thing that admittedly is kind of like it, but it doesn't have my work meetings. I can ask when I wake up in the morning, I can ask, tell Google good morning and it mm-hmm. will run through the weather, my estimated commute to work. Oh, nice. Uh, anything on my calendar that day, which is almost nothing always because mm-hmm. it's my personal calendar. So the only stuff on there is all like, oh, you've got a concert tonight or something that I'm already aware of. Mm-hmm. Or like relatives' birthdays or something. But I would never, ever think of tying it in with my work calendar. Oh, my gosh. And like it's listing off to her emails, you know, that she's yeah. got sitting there. And uh, currently at one month of maternity leave, I'm sitting at 562 unread emails. <laughs> yeah. Is that all? <laughs> well, we actually like took me off of most of the distribution list so they wouldn't uh... be filling up my inbox. So this is just emails that were just sent directly to me. Actual emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but they're also going to my boss, so he's handling mm-hmm. those. <laughs> After Ivanova gets this meeting list, we go to the League of Non-Aligned Worlds, who's like, so we won the war. Cool. Bye. Yeah. Mm. Rookie mistake, right? Yeah. We won one big battle, so the war is clearly over. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so short-sighted. But it's just like politicians, right? Mm -hmm. Over on Centauri Prime, Londo meets with now Emperor Cartagia. Mm -hmm. A note from JMS, his name is supposed to invoke Caligula. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Dude is pure chaos energy. Yeah, he's got big, like, Amadeus vibes without, like, the musical genius and whimsy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the hair, too, Mm kind of fits. Uh, Yeah. Veer confirms events as perceived on Zahadum to Ivanova, since he's kind of got a little bit of an insider track with the shadows through Londo. Yeah, Stephen First looks different this season. Yeah. He he definitely like lost a little bit of weight or something. Like hmm. he seems I, different. I didn't notice I don't but know. good for him. Yeah. I don't know how much time was in between filming, but he definitely looks a little bit different. He was in a movie and with Michael Keaton in like nineteen eighty nine that came out the same year Batman did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to find weird old movies that I haven't seen yeah. from the late eighties and early nineties and 
not for anything in particular, but once I start, I have a feeling I'm going to stop pretty quickly because it's going to be a bunch of problematic shit. But yeah, right now, it's just a pipe dream of something I'm going to do with my time eventually. Speaking of problematic shit, like if we take a movie break and watch a movie with Steven first, it's got to be Animal House, right? <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Speaking of which, we have not addressed this at all on pod because it all happened during break, but the Babylon 5 animated movie... Oh my I gosh. think is actually going to come out just in time for our movie break episode for this season. Oh, and we well, haven't chosen yeah. one yet. So we might. We'll, we'll talk about it later. We've I want to definitely got to do a review episode. for. We sure. got to do a review episode right now. I have it very far away on the list. I put it at the end of Lost Tales in our viewing order. So yeah, but... it will be episode 149 of this podcast, which will air October 24th, 2024. We're not going to wait that long. No, we're we not going to wait that long. We've both seen the show. <laughs> we're not one of those watch first timer Babylon 5 podcasts. Those poor guys got to wait a year and a half, two years before oh, they get to true. watch it, depending mm-hmm. on where it lies in things. But yeah, maybe we'll do a special episode. We'll just cut it in the middle of stuff. If there is yeah. a clear point for it to exist in the storyline oh yeah yeah then maybe we move it there i have some suspicions on where it exists i think the league and online podcasts met last week i didn't get to sit in on them because i had completely forgotten but to my credit it's their fault for scheduling a podcast recording session the same day the new zelda game came out Oh, yeah, we were all over that, too. Like, Aaron had pre-ordered it, and he was like, let's go. I have put (laughs) 30-something hours into that game, and it's been, like, four days since it came out, listener. (laughs) Dang. Yeah, Aaron has not gotten to do that. (laughs) Well, (laughs) he has other concerns. I took time off work and just played that game. Oh, yeah. So, yep. Anyways, so we'll figure out where that's going to land um, and if you want to talk to us about the animated movie, we'll do it in the Discord or on the next League of Non-Aligned podcast gatherings. But I think yeah. there's been some Discord speculation about where it could be in the timeline. That was Am me. I right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't threw some remember thoughts on there. details. I just remember I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see where that ends up. Okay. Movie break. Veer. All right. Veer telling Ivanova what was going on. We got back there. Yeah. <laughs> it was a walk. Morden is waiting for Londo on Centauri Prime. I'm still alive, only I'm very badly burned. Yeah, Morden has developed the grayscale from (laughs) this experience on Zaha Doom. It's bad. It is. It is bad. bad. He's picking chunks of his skin off, too. Mm -hmm. Makes you wonder if maybe George R.R. Martin had seen this episode of Babylon 5 and was like, yes. It makes this me wonder if Mike Myers had seen this episode of Babylon 5, because besides the very badly burned joke we just made, also, he's like picking off the skin flakes like Goldmember does. Yeah. So there's two, and I'm not, we're not going to do two Austin Powers drops back to back in under a minute, listener, but I want you to think about it. Hear it yeah. in your head. Morton's not really making sense here. Lando gets told the shadows are going to be flatmates on Centauri Prime. And he's not happy about it. And him and Londo's machinations are what have brought Cartage into power. Londo mm-hmm. knows this. Londo knows that this, at the end of the day, this is his fault right now. Yeah. He made this bed. Yeah. Now he's lying in it. It's not great. Yeah. 
he is not pleased with the shadows moving in to Centauri Prime. So speaking of being unhappy with one of these elder races, these first ones, mm. Delenn is not happy with Kosh.0. Delenn meets with Lita and Kosh in the mm-hmm. gardens on Babylon 5. Yeah. Kosh.0 here always puts listener at the top of their skills on every resume. And he's just like, yeah, the league told you shit's done, so bye. <laughs> he is just useless here. Mm. That's a good word, useless. And he doesn't care. He knows. No. <laughs> no, no, we won the war, right? The shadows fucked off. I mean, they're never going to be fully gone. So good job, team. This was a short one as far as the shadow wars go. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you know, we know Sheridan is possibly there, but we're not going to go help. Why would we do that? He no. threw a monkey wrench in our plans. Yeah, if you go to Zaha Doom, you die, so he's dead. Why are we Uh questioning this? (laughs) Yeah, but Lita, we can tell, feels guilty about this whole thing. She she doesn't agree with Kosh.0. She's feeling a little strife and turmoil, and uh, she's going to go talk to Dylan later. Also missing still is Garibaldi. Mm -hmm. And the only two characters who care that he's missing... Or Zach and Jakar. Yeah, it would be appropriate for Ivanova to express something about Garibaldi too, right? But well, I don't she's, think she does. She's not even really expressing much about Sheridan besides I'm covering his fucking job. You know, <laughs> and it's really she's got his job, a chunk of Garibaldi's job, and her job, and she's doing all of them right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's not like Franklin is going to take up some security shifts here, you know? It's literally right. all out of Ivanova. And she just doesn't sleep and just works. You can't rely on anyone these days. You gotta do everything yourself. Mm-hmm. But we get the shot of Jakar in that hat. Yeah, it's cute. That is perfect. Zach calls Daffy Duck the Egyptian god of frustration. <laughs> yeah. Chef's kiss. It's beautiful. But Jakar is like, I'm gonna go and find Garibaldi. Because Garibaldi yeah. would go and find me. Yeah. He did a great favor for me once, and I'm not going to forget about him. Yep. And that's a really, really nice sentiment from Jakar. Mm-hmm. The great favor was, of course, locking him away in a prison cell for a month. Well, sometimes you need a friend who will lock you in a prison cell for a month, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've all been there. So when we were recording this podcast back in season one, mm-hmm. I referenced a bit of costuming that happens to demonstrate this show's dedication to continuity. And that is what happens here. So Londo gets a little bit of, Hey, where's my, my coat, my coat's missing. And someone's like, Oh, well we had to take it to the cleaners. It was, you know, and he's just like, what the hell? So he grabs his old coat from season one, which Uh he happened to have in the closet, puts it on. And then we see him see the shadow ships fly over Centauri prime, from his vision in season one. Oh. So that whole little yeah. bit about him changing the coat was just to explain why he was in the old one and not the new one in his vision. Yeah. It's so good. That's brilliant. It's just the tiniest <laughs> fucking thing. And they do it for like, it's 30 seconds of bullshit for that. And it's just it also perfect. 
shows off it also shows off Minister Verini's like he's rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic is yeah. Minister Verini's job, right? Yeah. Because he's stuck working for this lunatic. And he 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 acknowledges that Cartagia is a lunatic and mm-hmm. he is crazy. But he can't do anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I might as well have somebody's coat sent to the cleaners. <laughs> it's fun. It works it works on a lot of levels. Malari goes to see Emperor Cartagia after these shadow ships show up. Yes. On Centauri Prime. He makes the mistake of trying to touch Emperor Cartagia, mm. which I thought was a little... Mm. He's obviously forgotten himself, right? Yeah. He's just so distressed by seeing these shadow ships. He he should not have made this mistake if no. he was in his right mind. No. Cartagia explains that he gave them an island in exchange for godhood. Yeah. Just the island of Cellini or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just this... Nothing. Just this island off in the south east whatever it was it is the same story as jakar tells two seasons ago though about the shadows settling on the narn homeworld oh where they did they give it to them no they just they the narn were too primitive back then but it's the same like this isolated unpopulated or or very sparsely populated continent we just then the shadows just take on the planet yeah yeah Um, but the narn didn't like the Narn didn't to invite it. It them, just... and they definitely suffered for it. Mm-hmm. But it is, like, it's supposed to mirror things. That's not a mistake or a coincidence. Like, they both, both times the shadows on these two worlds have taken this uninhabited continent off to the mm-hmm. south, whatever. Yeah. Which I always, in my brain, is like, it's Australia, right? Australia is our sparsely populated continent out in the southeast. Like, that's the joke that we're making. <laughs> we'll have to see, hear what Yum Yum Pod thinks about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll ask Ryan with a little Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Londo backs away from this whole conversation yeah. about godhood. He's realizing this is really, really bad. He's going to let lots of people die so he can be... A god mm-hmm. in the afterlife, which may or may not exist. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. <laughs> he does get a sick burn in here, though. It's like, when I'm a god, I will have the capacity to forgive you for your rudeness. For now, mm-hmm. I will try and forget. Yeah. I want to get drunk and say that to someone. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know when you do. Just send me a text. All right, we'll do it. Uh, Blonda <laughs> runs into Minister Barini in the hallway, and this is mm-hmm. where we find out that Barini is aware that there's a problem. Yeah. It's a problem he can do nothing about. And he tells Londo that he's heard that the Emperor has a, a room full of the heads of people that questioned him, mm-hmm. that he talks to every night. <laughs> yeah, just normal people stuff. Normal, normal insane despot stuff. Yeah. This is where, you know, you and I might think of a sick burn that we should have said (laughs) about something earlier in the day. You know, you ever do this? Yes. And you're like, damn, I should have said that. He's just so good. (laughs) He's just burning this room full of heads with all the things that he remembered. Yeah. Yeah, The the roast of the former prime minister every night in there. Uh (laughs) After this, we cut back to B5 with Lita and Kosh.0. Uh, she's got mm-hmm. some free time, but no, the Vorlons are planning something. 
Londo yeah. wakes up Veer to tell him to get on the next flight over as we see Cartagia talking to his heads of state. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out that's real. Yeah, yeah he cool. tells him he had Great. a good day and then he heads off. <laughs> Thank you, I'll be here all week. Quality. And I'm yeah. done. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So Lita goes to talk to Ivanova, who tells her about the title of the episode. Mm-hmm. The, this this hour of the wolf idea is a Russian idea that the hours of 3 to 4 a.m. is when nothing good happens. Yeah. And her father would take a glass of vodka to try to keep the wolf away and not <laughs> be up at 3 to 4 a.m. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I get it. One thing that I did during the break right before I did my initial watch of this episode, was I went to a Mountain Goats concert. Yeah. And the lead singer, uh, John Darnell, briefly actually talked about this hour at the concert. And I hope you blink before I do. And I hope I never get sober. Wild. Uh, He did not call it the hour of the wolf, but Uh basically everything else is there. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Very prescient, very cool, kind of like, life aligning moment real coincidence yeah yeah that was fun it was like a little like pause and had to like that's kind of crazy right like it's clearly (laughs) a coincidence like it's only it's only special because it happened in such rapid succession not that both Mm -hmm. things happened but still fun i think delenn would say that the universe was aligning for you yeah probably it's lining some stuff up Lita gives Ivanova the elevator pitch on a Sheridan rescue mission, which they call Delenn, and then just go and do immediately. Yeah. <laughs> we cut to hyperspace and White Star. Yeah. Uh, Lanier doesn't get anything on sensors, but Lita goes all black eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. This, is, this was funny because once I had my newborn, I'm looking at her eyes, and newborns, like iris and pupils is very large and you don't see a lot of their white in mm-hmm. their eyes because they're just you know their eyes are kind of squinty and stuff yeah and i was looking at her and i was like she's got lead eyes <laughs> <laughs> she's got the eyes from the episode <laughs> a giant shadow head i don't know how else to describe it in space hypnotizes the crew yeah as the ship turns around and jumps because of Lanier's dead man switch yeah smart Right. Lanier is very smart. He is. What a, a good assistant. Dude. Yeah. You can delegate anything to Lanier. This scene where they are being hypnotized by the shadow head. Mm-hmm. There's kind of a, a shot composed. That's just the three ladies mm-hmm. a couple of times. So we see like Lita, Ivanova and Delenn like together in the scene. And Owen looks up from his iPad. Cause he's, you know, not watching Babylon five intently. Cause he's eight. Yeah, But he looks up and he goes, is this a girl's trip? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's a girl's trip. Yes. This is the plot of The Hangover 4. This was Sheridan's (laughs) bachelor party on Zaha Doom. It was a real Uh rager with a big bang. And Uh Delenis collected her bridesmaids to go get him. Yeah. Since he's not returning his phone calls. Right? Uh (laughs) (laughs) I would watch that movie 100%. 10 of 10. (laughs) Londo catches Veer up on recent events and gets him on board for the planning because they are going to kill Cartage. 
Do you see the look on Veer's face in this scene? Yeah. Like, he's been waiting for this for three seasons. Oh, for, for sure. For Londo to do a right thing for once. <laughs> he wasn't expecting it to be kill the emperor, but hey, they're there. But yeah, he's ready. He's there. I love it. Ride or die. Yep. Over on the station, Ivanova still hasn't slept. She records yeah. a personal log about trying to come to terms with Sheridan's death. But then we see him at a campfire on Zaha Doom. Yeah. He's in rags. Yeah. He's lost his captain's bar. Right? The whole deal. And this unknown yeah. alien, who's clearly not a shadow and is something else, comes up to him and they do our podcast intro to credits. <laughs> I knew we got this idea from somewhere. Right. <laughs> yeah. This alien, of course, we, we don't have his name yet, but no. the actor is actually the same actor as, I want to say Moriarty. Every time I want to say Moriarty. <laughs> <laughs> it's my Star Trek creeping in there. Jack the Ripper. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. I think this guy plays more individual characters than anyone else on B5. He's a bunch of stuff. Oh, he's our Jeffrey Combs. Yes. <laughs> Except for that one time when we actually had Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the episode. We managed to review it in less time than it took to watch it. Oh, weird. It's one of those ones where so much happens that it feels like nothing happens. Mm -hmm. Which happens in Babylon 5 a couple of times. And especially mm -hmm. knowing the pace of the next handful of episodes, I kind of expect that feeling to continue for a bit. Well, I think it's appropriate with the theme of the episode, too, being that like hour of the wolf and just kind of spinning your wheels at 3 to 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. with your brain, thinking too many thoughts. And yeah, it, we, we've done a lot and gone nowhere, mm -hmm. just like at 3 to 4 a.m. Which is how I feel about this episode on a scale of 1 to Babylon 5. I feel like we've done a lot and gone nowhere. Uh, okay. Which is why. So I'm... what does that translate to in numbers? A three. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 not a bad app by any means. There's a no. lot of fun moments, but it just felt so jam-packed. And mm -hmm. we're at a point now where they did not know about season five, if season five was happening. Mm -hmm. That the exact moment has not hit us, but it is close. I think it's mm -hmm. what it, they had already started production of season four when they found out that P10 was going under. Mm -hmm. Um, and so knowing that and the accelerated pace, things are about to just hit you know the series slams on the gas and does two seasons well it does a season it does well i think jms has said that like what is episode 16 or 17 or something would have been the end of season four normally and so we have an extra five or six episodes compressed into this space mm -hmm. and it, it shows yeah. where i'm already feeling that that pressure yeah, I really wanted more time to live in the whole Emperor Cartagia thing. We'll get there. Yeah, I know we're going to get more time with it, but I, you know, I was really hoping for him to show up in season three because I didn't remember exactly mm -hmm. when all that happened. And I was like, come on, we need to see this yeah. whole drama because it's good. Yeah. And, uh, now that we're just getting it in episode one of season four, I'm like, dang, I wish we could have lived in the whole Centauri intrigue a little bit longer than mm -hmm. what we're going to. If I'm remembering, you know, when 
plots plot lines are wrapping up in this season. Yeah. Um, boy, I just wish we could have lived with this crazy guy a little bit longer because <laughs> you know when now that we're in this area of like prestige streaming, he's a real like Joffrey type for, to make a Game of Thrones reference. Yeah. Or for sure. Any you know, there's been several really good bad guys on that show. And I just wanted a little bit more development on that. Mm-hmm. But man, if yeah. we were doing this podcast six years ago, we could have had a great mm-hmm. bit comparing it to Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah, that show definitely had some problems with compression at the end as well, didn't it? Yes, for sure. <laughs> Pretty famously. I don't know that anybody in that fandom was happy with that. Mm-hmm. I think it's less noticeable with this show, though. I mean... Or it was at the time. <laughs> I think people had less of a voice then. Yeah, true. I, I haven't read any of the Usenet stuff for season five because we're not there yet, but we'll uh-huh. see. <laughs> yeah, it, there certainly were some people out there on the internet complaining, but it wasn't something that was in everyone's hands yet, right? Yeah. Not everyone had a Facebook account to bitch about Game of Thrones to all their friends. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, this episode is definitely a three for me as well. It's very average. Babylon 5 sets up a lot of stuff. I like that. A lot of table setting. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to get even more table setting in the next episode, if I remember right. Like, we're not going to go places just yet Mm -hmm. will you tell me about the next episode so next we have season four episode two whatever happened to mr garibaldi jacar finds trouble while searching for garibaldi sheridan hovers between life and death nice i'm looking forward to it i want to know what happened to mr garibaldi too Mm -hmm. hopefully jacar finds him all right well we'll find out next week but before we get there let's go ahead and thank jeremy siegel for our lovely theme music. I do appreciate mm-hmm. it, Jeremy, and I totally don't hold the, the pending fan request against you. At this point, <laughs> it's a better bit than anything else. Yeah. Thank you for that. You can find more of Jeremy's work at jeremysegal42.bandcamp.com and on Spotify as Nuclear Jaguar, which I just got a push notification on my phone yesterday that the next album had dropped from him. So I have to go really? listen to that. But yes, I don't know yeah. what month it is. It might have been April and I'm just behind, but... It did. Yeah. It did show up on my phones. So, yeah, give it April's a definitely out. And then mm, at the time this is coming out, it should be May. Should be very close. Yeah, if not out soon. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Angry Duck Time Machine for our podcast artwork. You can find them yeah. on Instagram. And then thank you to all of you listeners for tuning in, joining us on our journey through Babylon Five. Uh, you can chat with us more on our Discord. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we show up on the League of Non-Aligned Podcasts, and we don't have any other projects airing currently, but we are going to very soon. And by we, I mean me. But if you got a podcast going, Laura, I'd totally listen to it. Yeah, not not it right away. (laughs) Other fish to fry. For sure. All right. Well, we'll see you next week, Internet. (laughs) 